Great evening, great evening, great evening, great evening, folks. Hey, hey, this is Wesley, billion dollar virgin here. Look at that. You see those balloons there? Well, well, that's the balloons from my birthday here. Shout out to Mr. Virgin here. I turned 25. Excited. So I didn't forget about you folks. Hey, welcome to the podcast here. Welcome to the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast where we talk about prosperity. Prosperity, wealth, money, 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 honey, right? Mindset, learning how to manifest our dreams as well. And it's Friday night, and I get it. A lot of you on Friday night are out in the streets. You know, you're running the streets right now, but not myself. And I'm glad some of you that are listening to me right now, you're not in the streets as well. You're working, you're building and you're becoming the person, the man or woman that you're supposed to be. And listen, let me keep it very transparent with you. There is a sacrifice. Okay? It is. And the sacrifice is tremendous. If you ever want to be something significant, powerful, admirable, um, that's a sacrifice. <laughs> And you have to sacrifice the pleasures of the world. And and don't give me tw- don't get it twisted. It is tough. It is tough. You know, Friday you want to wind down. You've been working all week. You want to have a drinky drink. You want to have a smoky smoke. You know, have some casual sex. I get it. Chase some girls. Chase some guys. Dress nice. Go to the club. Go to the bar. I get it. But I want you to understand something. There's always somebody that's just like you. And in your situation, that is repudiating all pleasures of the world because their dream and their goal is more important. Okay? It's always somebody just like you, young man, young lady, just like you, same age, probably got a baby, married, right? Single, somebody just like you on the planet, in your country. In your city is working and refusing all the debauchery and pleasures of the world here. So tonight I'm going to talk about your 100% is my 40%. And as a matter of fact, tonight I just got off the phone. The reason why I'm a little bit late here. Oh, I'm not late. Um, the reason why. Um, well, I'm not late, but I was just talking to my son and we were going through a book and it's something that you may want to do to your children as well. I know we have a lot of parents. How many of your parents are in here? Single parents or parents, you know, got children. I have three and my son, I was FaceTiming him tonight because I'm always educating my son. It's important. He's the young king. He's the prince. And it's my responsibility as his king, as his father, to prepare him for the world, right? He's in 11th grade right now. And my son, um, I always like once a month, once every two months, I give him books, right, to read. And he's been reading 48 Laws of Power. You know what's so funny? I was just reading 48 Laws of Power, the summary version as well. So that book you definitely want to get. And we were going through the different laws together. We spent about an hour on the phone. And he's very fascinated about the book. He loves the book. He texted me today, said, Dad, 
I've been listening to podcasts, that I'm listening to uh, speakers, motivational speakers, and and I'm so proud of him because if I would if I was doing that when I was in eleventh grade, wow, I would definitely be a billionaire at this point. But um, I was educating him, teaching him about the forty eight laws of power, and explaining the dynamics as well. And tonight's topic comes from my son David. Shout out to David, um, the middle child, and. The title is Your 100% is My 40%. I'm going to explain it to you because it's important. Um, Because many of you are putting forth an effort and you don't realize that the effort that you're putting in is just not enough. Okay? So let me give everybody a shout out here. Hey, Sexy Slim, Jeff Tingles Crystal, how are you? And thank you for tagging people below, sharing this out to the world. Well, people need to have access to a multimillionaire. I believe that. They do. Uh, you really need access, some type of access. Not saying you have personal access, but like if you want to be rich, make millions of dollars, uh, it will help you to have access to one. So that's why I do these rants here for you to give you access to me over the Internet here. And, yes, I'm live. Hello, I'm live. Hey, Desiree, how are you? Uh, Deanna, how are you? Goldilocks, how are you? LT. Go ahead and comment your names below. Let me give you a shout out here. This is live. This is the podcast, baby. We're on, we're syndicated around the world. Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, we're everywhere, right? Search, search Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast and you'll see that I'm everywhere as well. Hey, Peppy, how are you? Uh, Enrique, we have Kemi, Rosemary, we have Goddess Talia, how are you? Uh, on a mission, we have Limu. Hey, hey, what's going on here? How are you? Mommy of three. I love the mommies. How many moms do we have on here today or tonight? How many mothers, single mothers, or just mothers, millionaire? Hey, Zabby, how are you? Miss TT. Hey there, how are you? <clears throat> uh, Danny. All right, okay. All the mothers, I love it. Money Mike win. All right, so let's talk about, um, and the reason why this is very important here. And this is the reason why the gap between the rich and the poor is so huge. And it's the reason why a huge percentage of people on the planet would never make millions of dollars. They'll never be very successful. <clears throat> and they'll never achieve what they want to achieve in life. Okay? It's because you're 100%. Many of you, if I say, hey, are you giving it your 100%? Okay? In your business? Are you giving it 100% with your body, your health? Are you giving your 100% in your relationships? Many of you will say, yes, I am, Wes. I'm giving him my all. And what you don't realize is that your 100% is my 40%. Like what you're doing, and I'm talking about everybody here because I'm the man that's worth $40 million. I'm the man that got all the fancy cars and penthouses and traveled around the world, okay? I, I, I'm that guy. 
Okay, I'm the guy that I got three closets in my in my penthouse. It's insane. I got all these clothes and shoes that I don't even wear them, but they're available for me. Okay, you're a hundred percent. It's my forty percent, and I'm explain why. If you ever been to a gym, you ever worked out at the gym. Okay, I'm sure you've been there. And when we first enter the gym, we try to work out alone, right? By ourselves. Even though we know we need a trainer, right? You know you need someone to guide you, but we want to go at it alone, right? Because maybe we don't want to pay for it. Or maybe we just feel that we can motivate ourselves and work out to create the body of our dreams. And we work out for weeks. For months. And we don't see any results. Right? See, I know this because obviously I work out. And I've seen people at my, the gym that I attend. And, you know, you see the same guy, the same girl that have been in there for years, three years, four years. But yet you, you see no progress whatsoever in their bodies. Like, not at all. And let me tell you something, that's probably 90% of the gym. And the reason why, and if you talk to them, they'll say, yeah, I'm giving it my 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm working hard. But what they don't realize, that their 100% is another person's 40%. Like the person that has the body that you want. What you're doing is like maybe 30% of effort compared to him. And as people, what we don't realize when you're trying to achieve something great, you're only comparing yourself to the people that you're currently around. Because maybe in your friend group, you're the only one that works out, right? And you're pushing yourself. Maybe in your friend group, you're comparing yourself to the amount of money that you make at your job. Maybe you make 70000 they make 50000 So you think that you're really putting in 100%. Okay? But when you're at the gym, listen here, and you decide to get a trainer, the trainer is going to introduce you to 100%. Because the trainer is going to push you beyond your comfort zone. See, the thing about people, we naturally, we do not push ourselves beyond our threshold. We just do not. Right? Like if you're working out, you're working out, you're sweating a little bit, you feel a little pain, you stop. You're like, no, no, I shouldn't do that because that hurts too much. Make sense? I have a best friend. So every once in a while, my best friend wants to work out with me. Uh, shall I say that I make him work out with me? And he he works out. He, you know, if you ask, hey, do you work out? He says, yeah, I work out, right? <laughs> then when he works out with Wesley Virgin, I remember we were doing back one day, <laughs> and he was pulling the uh, the weight. He said, "Man, my arms hurt." <laughs> It was so funny. He's like, man, my arms are hurting right now. What's going on? <laughs> and I said, don't you work out? I said, yeah, but my arms never hurt like this. And what he didn't realize is that 
when he would go to the gym, his 100% was my 20%. And that's what's happening right now in your businesses, in your life, whatever you're doing that you're trying to perfect, that many of you believe that you're giving 100% of effort towards what you're trying to achieve or what you're trying to grow or what you're trying to mature. But I'm here to tell you that you're not even you're not even at forty percent. Okay. Does that make sense? Almost everybody that's listening to me right now, you're not even at forty percent. You may say, Well, where's I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Nah. You're not. You may be working, but you're not stretching yourself. You may be working, but you're not taking risk that may be detrimental to your finances. And the reason why I wanted to bring this topic up is because you need a mentor. Okay? It's not that many people on the planet that's going to do very well without some type of mentorship. Hell, even Tiger Woods had a trainer. Kobe Bryant had a trainer. Beyonce had a voice coach. You know, sometimes we think that we're the best, so, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm doing well, you know, I'm a, I can do this by myself. And what I want you to understand that many of you, you cannot do it alone. You know, I wanted to take my fitness to the next level, and I realized that even though I've never had a trainer, I had to get one for Pilates. You know, because I am a person that I self-motivate myself and I know how to get myself to be disciplined. But even with all that, someone is going to push me more than I will push myself. And that's what you got to realize. That you need somebody in your life or you need to know someone or be surrounded by someone that's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. Because it doesn't matter that you're giving 100%. Because if you're giving 100% and not making progress, you're not giving 100%. You're not. Like you can't give 100% if you're out on the weekends. You can't give 100% after you finish your day job. You only work two to three hours on your business. People don't become millionaires that way. Some of you think that you can work for eight hours and you can start a part-time company. You know who's famous for that? Never marketing. They're like, oh, yeah, you can just work part-time, man, just part-time. That's bullshit. You're not going to be successful working anything part-time. Make sense? I don't care if you work eight, ten hours at your job. If you put in only three to four hours when you get home, you're not going to be that. You're not going to be that successful. You may make some money, but you're not going to make the type of money that you really want. You know, to have a view like this. You know, you're not going to be comfortable paying fourteen thousand dollars a month. You know, you're not going to be comfortable paying five thousand a month on, on a, a car note. I mean, you won't be comfortable. You won't get to that level of wealth. Does that make sense? Okay. 
You're not at 100% if you're always drinking all the time or you can't control your man, your sexual desires. Like if you allow a woman to break your focus, if you allow a woman to introduce a pattern interrupt that causes you to be distracted from your goals and your dreams, you're not at 100%. If you can't pull yourself away from video games, can't pull yourself away from watching too much TV or watching too much TikTok or social media. If you're that person that's always checking your story and checking other people's story like every five seconds, every five minutes, that's you're not giving 100%. You're not 100% focused on the goal in your dream. Does that make sense? What I want you to understand that you're 100%, it's my 40%. And that's why, or one of the reasons why you're not seeing any results in your life. Whether it's your health, your body, your relationships, or your finances. There's levels to this game, young people. And many of you are not aware of the levels because you're not around the people who are performing on the levels that you want to perform on. And... I'm sick and tired of hearing excuses from people such as, well, I can't get around people that are rich. Well, people that are rich, they don't want to give me any time. They don't want, they don't want, they don't want. I mean, that's just a bullshit excuse. That's a crybaby. You know, a person that's very eager to have what they want, they don't make excuses. They make decisions. They find a way. And I want you to understand something. It's always a way to connect yourself with very successful people. It's always a way to attach yourself to people who are performing at 100% in life. Always. But many of you are not willing to do it. You'll rather say, well, these people don't want to talk to me. These people, they don't want to do business with me. Many of you discredit yourself before you even begin. And that's a part of that 40%. So you give them 40% even trying to get around rich and successful people. Some of you are so afraid to get up, go to a five-star restaurant, and start talking to people at a bar. Dress real nice and just do it. Some of you are very afraid to go to a car dealership, Bentley, Ferrari, whatever, Bugatti. Who cares? Go there and talk to the people around there. Talk to the salespeople. Talk to the customers as if you're getting ready to, to purchase one. Can't do it. But you can do it, but you won't do it. That's 40%, by the way. See, 100% people like myself, I'm a go. Before I was rich, I was doing this. Like before I made a ton of money, I was going to the Bentley dealership. I was going to the Rolls Royce dealership. And I realized that they didn't treat me any differently because I didn't expect them to. See, many of you, your self-image, and that's why the self-image is so important to people's success or their failure, because many of you, you just value yourself. You feel so inferior to people like myself. You feel that I'm on top and you're in the bottom, but that is not the case. The top and the bottom is relative to where you are in your mind. I know people who are not making any money, but you can't tell it. I know people don't, who don't have a dime in their bank account, but when you meet them, 
you would think they have all the money in the world. Does that make sense? See, a person that's a 100% type individual, he or she don't discredit themselves. He or she don't berate themselves. They don't say, oh, I'll, I'll never figure this out. I'm so tired. I'm so frustrated. This is too much work. That's 40% person. See, a 40% person that's giving 40%, they think they're giving 100%, but it's actually 40%. They give themselves an excuse to go have a drink tonight. They say things such as, well, I worked all week. You know, I put in the work, so I deserve. I hear this all the time. I deserve I deserve a drink. I deserve a piece of cake. No, you don't. You're fat. I deserve a drink. No, you're not. You're still broke, poor, average. You don't deserve anything. But see, people that feel that they're giving 100%, they're justifying why they should have a break. Well, it's just one time. It's just one night. You know, I've been working for a month. I've been really working hard. Then you got your dumb, silly friends that's going to validate it. Say, hey, yeah, yeah, you've been working hard. Come on, girl. You know, you've been putting that work in. You're not making any money, but you're putting the work in. I've seen you work so many hours. And, and guess what? I'm so proud of you. See, who got a friend like that? I'm so proud of you, you know. You're really putting in. Come on, come on, have some drinks with us. Come come to the club with us, girl. Let's get all sexy. Let's find out some men. That's you. And that's 40%. It's not 100%, not even close. And you are unaware. See, that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast, right? Because you're so unaware that you're only putting in 30 or 40% as it relates to achieving your goals and dreams. Okay, some of you, before I jumped on live here tonight, you are on TikTok. You are on Instagram. You wasn't working. Don't lie. Like you wasn't reading a book. You wasn't writing down your goals. You wasn't saying your affirmations. You wasn't meditating. You wasn't trying to perfect your skill in the niche or the business that you're currently in. You wasn't practicing singing or practicing your artistry. As a rapper, like you wasn't doing that. Be honest. It's bullshitting. Listen, if you want to make progress, you have to get around progressive people. Is it hard? No, it's only emotionally hard. Like if you decide to be around me, there's many people that want to be around me, but I know they can't handle it. I, just, I know they can't. I've had people around me before. They either break down, man. They either break down and cry. Like women, they always cry with me, you know, if I'm mentoring them. You know, I remember I was mentoring this one young lady with a YouTube channel and and she was bullshitting. And I'm going to call you out. And she got so upset. You don't believe in me, Wesley. You don't believe in me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to make it. I'm going to show me. And I said, show me then. But I can no longer work with you. Right? See, what people don't realize about me, if I'm talking about me as, as far as my mentorship, like, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I, I'm the best bullshitter on the planet. Or I used to be. And I'm, I was very good at it. I knew how to make people think that, what it was, what wasn't what it actually, or what it is, wasn't actually what it was. 
companies I work for, you know, because I have the gift of the gab. I know how to use my mouth in a certain way to do what I got to do, right? So when you work with me, I I know the bull. I like I I smell the bullshit, and I'm gonna call you out quickly, and I'm gonna make you feel very uncomfortable. And see, listen, you know, many of you, you want a mentor, you want a millionaire mentor, but you're not ready. You're not. And the reason why you're not ready, because you're not ready to be uncomfortable. You're just, <clears throat> you're just delighted with the symptoms of success. You only see my glory. You, know, you just see all that stuff, the stuff that I have, the freedom that I have, right? Like, I'm not going to work. What, what is I don't know what a job is. Like, I'm, I'm very free. I do what I want to do every day. Like, imagine being able to do whatever you want to do. So, and you're like, yeah, that's what I want. And if I say, hey, are you committed? Yes, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm very committed. But what you don't realize, you're only talking in the moment based how you feel only in the moment. And what you don't realize that at the same time that you have to develop yourself you still have to navigate life. You still got bills, still got debt, still got kids, still got problems. And you forget that for a second, you know, when you're talking to the mentor, talking to the millionaire, you know, and they're giving you some advice and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But then when life happens, which life is always happening, you're back to your 40%. Because you give yourself excuses and justify why you can't do it today. Oh, I couldn't do it today. I couldn't read a book today. I couldn't sell something today. Yeah, I didn't have any time today, man. I really wanted to do it. Well, you know, my mom died. My daddy died. My 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 dog died. My cat died. You know, people are always conjuring up excuses why they can't do something. Oh, I'm traveling today. Oh, I'm doing this. Let me tell you something. If you ever get mentored by me, and I'm not here to be insensitive, but I don't give a fuck about your excuses. Okay. Like if you ever get the opportunity to work with me, I don't give a fuck about your excuses. If I ask you to do something, you say you're going to get it done, you better get that shit done. Or I'm going to be on that ass. Or I'm going to let you go, fire you, terminate you, and never think about you ever again. Does that make sense? Now, I know what you're thinking. You know what? That's harsh. It is. But it's what it takes. Because... You know, to cross over to seven figures and eight figures, you have to be a no-nonsense individual. You cannot bullshit yourself. You can't bullshit. You just cannot. You have to be 100% committed to the deal. And that's why so many people will never, ever make millions. It would never happen because people, they're just not designed that way, right? It's just we're so empathetic and emotional and sympathetic to other people's. You know, I get it. But... That's what it takes. Uh, it, it does. You, you cannot make any. Ex- Listen, what you're doing right now, all of you right now in your life, you know, everybody that wants to be rich and successful, I promise you, you're only doing 40% of the deal. See, what you're doing is whatever you're trying to do in life to succeed. You're trying to succeed in a way that is convenient for you, which means is you don't want to feel pain. 
Some of you, you're not feeling pain. Some of you, well, I'm feeling pain. Well, you need to feel more pain. And when I talk about the pain, I'm talking about the emotional pain, right? Of stuff failing and failing and failing over and over again. It's like going to the gym. Like the more pain you feel, that's muscle growth. If you're not feeling enough pain, that means you're not growing the muscle. It is what it is. You're just not. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care how many videos you watch and how many commercials you watch. Oh, you don't need any pain. You don't need to do anything. You can get fit and be sexy and you don't have to feel any pain. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to feel refreshed. Bullshit. It hurts. Like if you go to the gym and you work out properly, you're going to hurt for a very long time if you do it right. If you want results, if you want people to stare at you, you want people to look at you, unless you're going to go out there and do it the bullshit way and go get your body done by somebody, you know, that's going to cut your body open or whatever to give you bigger this and bigger this and bigger that. Sketching on abs, that's insane. Sketching the abs now. I mean, how lazy can you be, ladies and gentlemen? You're going to a doctor to sketch out abs on your belly? Are you that lazy? Okay. Listen, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's all what it is. Okay. So if you want to go from you want to go from forty percent to hundred percent, well, guess what? You got to introduce new people in your t- into your life, people that intimidate you, people that you get nervous around. Yeah, you got to p- bring these people in your life. I mean, nobody wants to do it. Like, who wants to bring people in their life that is more intelligent than them, smarter than them, richer than them, look better than them, healthier than them? Why? Who wants that? The only people that want that are the people that actually want progress. Does that make sense? You know, sometimes you get stuck in your own bubble. You know, you're like, oh, I'm working hard. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing it. And you don't realize that you've been stuck for five years. It's the same amount of money. Five years, 10 years. Same amount of money. Same amount of progress. Five years because you believe your own shit. You're telling yourself that, no, I got this. I got I'm going to do it. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But you're not making progress. Because people can see if you're making progress or not. Even you know. But people can see if you're making progress. Does that make sense? Listen, the moral of this podcast is you must get around to people who are doing 100% of the deal. And that's in any area of life that you're trying to perfect or master. Got to get mentorship. Okay? You got to get around the people. You got to get around this energy. You want to have an outstanding, beautiful body? Get around the guy or get around the girl that has the body that you want. You want to be richer? You want a better car, a better home, a better apartment, a better condo? Get around and hang around the people that have that. Okay? You want to be more astute with your finances? Get around people who are very astute with their finances. If you want to be a better communicator, get around great communicators. Stop hanging around Pookie and Ray Ray and them. The people that say, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Um, um, you know what I mean? You have to separate yourself from those people. Okay, get around the people that communicate well. Does that make sense? You want to have a great relationship with your boo? With your boyfriend, with your girlfriend? We get around people who have great relationships. Stay away from your single blood-sucking friend. 
What do you think a single person going to tell you while you're in a relationship? Girl, don't do that. Uh-uh. He a cheater. He this. He that. He that. There's something in the book called 40 Laws of Power. It says stay away from the unhappy and the unlucky. It's very important. Because unhappy and unlucky people, they're not intentionally trying to be this way towards you. It's just how they are. They just see the world half empty. They just... Always talking about their problems. Oh, I'm unlucky. This never works for me. And what you don't realize that that information is you're going to be influenced by it. It's going to impact you. Avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. Stay away from these people. They're, they're diseases. They're this. They're this this pathological disease on the planet here. You don't want to be around these people. Stay away from them. If you got somebody in your friend group. And they're always talking about how something's not working, something's not going well, and this is happening, I can't stand this. And you see that cycle? Get away from this person because it's going to affect you unconsciously. And you'll wonder why you're stuck. And many of you are still stuck because that's your current situation right now. You're around people unhappy and unlucky. Get around lucky people like me. I'm lucky. Get around happy people like Wesley Virgin. I'm happy. Get around rich people, like Wesley Virgin, I'm rich. Get around physically fit people, like Wesley Virgin, I'm physically fit. As a matter of fact, I can't wait to go to the gym tomorrow, two hours, baby. Two and a half hours, going hard tomorrow, 24 hour fitness. Right? You get around those people that have energy, not the people that have low energy. Stop being around people who are depressed all the time. And just because you're the friend that give everybody advice, you know, you always have that one friend that gives everybody advice in the clique. In the circle, in the faction, right? Don't be that fucking friend. And I get it; it fulfills you, it makes you feel good that you're their friend because you feel superior over everybody. But you're not growing, and you're not going to realize until you turn thirty, or forty, or fifty years old. You're like, man, I haven't grown. I'm still the same. I'm augmenting to everybody else's life, but no one's adding value to my life, and now I'm stuck. Does that make sense? Listen, these podcasts are here because I'm just brutally honest with you. I love all of you. I really do. I love everybody that listens to one word of my podcast here. I have the love for people because I want them to win. I really do. I, I, and it's very difficult to help people to win. People are like cats. You ever try to herd cats? You know, you ever try to get cats to go in the same direction? Almost impossible. It's very difficult. Just like people. You know how difficult to have people to believe in themselves? You know how difficult to allow people to actually believe that they're capable of doing more? It's tough. Right? But I'm up for the challenge. And that's why I do this for you. Okay? Get around the people who perform at 100%. Because... You're not at 100%, my friend. And you can debate with me all day. I am at 100%. I am. I'm giving him my all. I'm giving him my best. Compared to who? Compared to Pookie? Ray Ray? Your mama? Your daddy? Your friend? Those people? Right? Who? Compared to losers? Many of you are comparing yourself to losers. You know, your group of... Your group of people, you're around a bunch of losers. It is what it is. 
Now listen, don't get mad at me because I call people losers. Some people on the planet are losers. They'll tell you. They're like, man, I always lose. Man, it never works out for me. The people that talk that way are losers. They're telling you with their mouth. So it's not me being derogatory towards people who have confessed it. They'll tell you, oh, man, you know, things never really work out for me, man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. That's a fucking loser. It is what it is. Winners, they don't speak that way. They're very confident people. Cocky, arrogant. As well, it is what it, they are. They're very sure of themselves, very certain. You can tell when they speak, how they care of themselves, and how they posture. Okay? So the question is, which one are you? Are you the loser or the winner? Are you the person that's going to be willing to put yourself around very intimidating people? Put yourself around people who are just extremely confident. People, get around people who you feel are more superior than you. Are you willing to do it? Because if you are, in the beginning, it's going to be tough. I'm going to be honest, it will be. It's going to be tough in the beginning. You may not like the mentor. Okay, some of you may not like me. It's okay. You know what's so funny? Many people don't like me, but they still follow me. Some people don't even follow me, but they join the rants. <laughs> they listen to the podcast. They talk dirty about me. I can't stand Wesley Mother. I can't stand him. Oh, I don't, I don't know why he said that. But they're listening to me in the cars. They're listening to me in the gym. Like when life gets tough, they they go to Wesley Virgin. I, I, let me tell you something. I've had people in my life. They'll leave me, right? I mean, they're not leaving me. It's not that they wear over there. But, you know, you know how people, they're like, man, I ain't listening to your stuff. I ain't worried about you, blah, blah, blah. Then as soon as they have a terrible situation that takes place in their life that they don't know what to do, they're uncertain about, they come back to Wesley Virgin. Hey, Wes, what you up to? Hey, you. Hey, friend. <laughs> or they start listening to my content. Like, I know, I know what you're doing. Listen, I know what you're doing. I got it. I get it. I get it. You know what? Because see, the thing is, what makes these podcasts and what I do so powerful, because I speak to the deeper part of you. See, I speak to, to the deeper part of you, and it's the part of you that you don't want to face or have any accountability for. But I force you to have accountability if you continue to listen. Some people are going to be punks. Gonna be so scared they're gonna leave. They're gonna like, well, I'm logging out. I'm going to bed. I'm listening to this bullshit, and that's okay. But the people who are willing to stay and persevere, I speak to a deeper part of you that you know is true. It is what it is. It just because it, it is. It's just true. It's true that you're only giving forty percent. Because if you're giving a hundred percent, well, you will be where you want to be. It doesn't take too long to do. Outstanding, great things. I mean, many, you don't have to be smart either. You know, it's not about intelligence. Many people that are not that intelligent at all and they're making millions of dollars. I mean, come on. 20 year olds are making millions of dollars. I mean, just, it's a ton of people that's making a lot of money. People that you never thought would make a lot of money. I'm one of those people. No, who, no one, no teacher, no professor would ever thought that I was going to make a million dollars. No one. I think the only person that believed that I would was my mother. But everybody else, they didn't believe it. My father, he didn't believe I was going to make a million dollars. My brother, they didn't think I was going to make a million dollars. Like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I was talking about it all the time. They're like, come on, Wes, be realistic. Right? That's what I heard from the people that said that they loved me, right? 
Listen, let me give you some homework before I answer any questions here. <clears throat> this week, <clears throat> next week, I want you to find somebody, or maybe tomorrow, whenever, okay? I want you to find someone that is 100% individual. Somebody. Somebody that you know is putting in 100%. Why? Because you see the results. The people that are putting 100% effort are the people who are getting results in whatever they're doing. Whether it is your physical fitness, your relationships, or your finances. Find somebody. Okay? And I want you to get outside of your comfort zone. You got to do it. You may not know anybody. We'll go find people. I've given you many places where wealthy people are. It's not hard to find wealthy people. They're everywhere. They're at the places where you're not. See, wealthy people go to the places poor and average people are afraid to go to. Like the Ferrari dealership or the Bentley Rolls Royce dealership, five-star restaurants, five-star hotels. Like they know poor and average people are not going to pay $1,000 per night for a room. They know this. They know you're going to bitch and complain about that. Oh, man. I ain't paying no $30 a month no room. I'm not going to even be in the room. That's you. Rich people, they're in first class. I get it. You're in coach. But you can still walk up to first class, talk to somebody. Hey, how you doing? My name is blah, blah, blah. Hey, I like your shoes. What do you do for a living? Like, why can't you do it on a plane if you travel international? Like, why can't you do that? What's stopping you? See, first class people, they book first class because they know you're not going to be there. And people that book first class, they want to be around people who think that way. See, it's just a mentality. It's not about how much the money they're paying. It's irrelevant. Like, if you ever been in first class on a plane, it's just the experience is just absolutely wonderful. I mean, first of all, I mean, come on. But if you never flew that, you, you just, you'll never even understand the experience. But people that fly first class that have been doing it for a long time, they just... It's not about the money for them. It's about the people that they meet, the networking, okay? I've met very fascinating people in first class. It'll blow your mind. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's amazing. Uh, it, uh, and you know what's so funny about first class on a plane? Uh, depending on where, like wherever you're traveling, it's always older people. Like if you travel, if I'm going to Bali, if I'm going to Thailand, whatever, it's just always older individuals. It's never young people. Every once in a while, some young people. Like, it's like, I'm the only young guy. But if you see people in first class, it's just older folks. And I'm thinking to myself, why aren't younger people flying first class? And let me tell you why younger people don't fly first class. Because they've been taught and conditioned that it's a waste of money. Just a waste of money. They feel that they can use their money to do other things rather than find flying first class. And what they don't realize, it's just a mentality. It's just your mindset. You're justifying where you can be in coach with everybody else that, you know, it smells in coach, first of all. <laughs> it smells bad in coach, by the way, because too many people back there. Everybody's breath stinks. People underarm. I mean, don't get on the, like, don't take a trip to Dubai in coach. It's 13 hours, man. In coach, Smells terrible back there. It's insane because people are too close together. Body odor. Oh, God, I can't even, I don't even want to think about it, right? 
<laughs> but in first class, I mean, you just have your own area there. It's very comfortable. No one's right next to you. It's like you have your apartment in the sky. You have your wine, your champagne, your cheese, crackers, your grapes. You have your late night snacks, you know, because I get hungry in the middle of the night when you in coach. You get a glass of water if you're lucky. You're going to starve to death. Right there. <laughs> and listen, and, and listen, uh, this is the truth. And listen, I only bring this up. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just being honest. Like, it's just a mentality, right? It's just how people think. Some people just think this way. Some people think that, you know, they just need a maid once a month. Some people think they need a maid once a week. Some people think they need a housekeeper once a day. Nobody's wrong, by the way. Like, you can't criticize someone because they have somebody cleaning the house every day. I mean, why not? Oh, they so dirty. Why do they need somebody every day? Well, maybe you're just envious because you can't have it every day. I mean, when you go to a hotel, somebody cleans your hotel every day, don't they? So, I mean, like, I have a maid, I have a housekeeper, and she comes every day. It's necessary for me because I like to be clean, perfect, okay? And I'm not going to do it, so I'd rather pay somebody to do it. Does that make sense? Some of you believe that, you know, well, why do you need a shelf? I mean, I don't need a shelf. That's just a waste of money. I can DoorDash. I will be. I could just bake my own food. It's not a big deal. I can meal prep. And what you don't realize, you're justifying why you shouldn't have one. And listen, it's okay if you don't want one. But don't criticize other people that have one. You see how people are performing at 40% in life? They don't even realize it. Some people think that they're at 100%, but you're not. To me, we at 100% is when you're doing exactly what you want to do in life. When you're doing, listen, when you're doing exactly what you want to do every moment, every moment of the day. That's me. I do what I want to do every second of my day. No one forces me or makes me to do anything that I don't want to do. How about you? Like, I don't want to wash clothes. I don't want to clean my house. I don't want to cook. I don't want to put gas in my cars. I don't want to wash my cars. I'm not going to fly coach. I'm not going to stay in a two-star, three-star, four-star hotel ever. I'm not going to wait in line at a club ever. I'm not going to wait in line at a restaurant ever. Does that make sense? I just, it's just me. I'm just not going to do it. But you, oh, but it's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we're going to Mexico this weekend. We're staying in a one-star, two-star hotel. Yeah, we got a few bed bugs, you know, whatever. But, you know, we're not going to be there anyway. We're going to be drinking at the pool. <laughs> you see how people just justify that? Well, we're not going to be at the room anyway. The room is terrible, but we're not going to be there anyway. That's insane to me. And all of you, all of you have done this. Listen, what I want you to understand is that just like Burger King or McDonald's says, you can have it your way. What's that, Burger King? Like, you can actually have it your way on the planet. I mean, you're going to have to pay for it. I mean, it's going to be a sacrifice, but 
You can have it your way while you're living on this planet here. And I know because I have it my way almost all the time. Somebody told me, well, Wesley, you're like, it's either your way or the highway. I said, you motherfucking right. Absolutely. It's either my way or the highway. Because my way is the best way to me. And if you feel that it's not, then you need to find somebody else and get on somebody else's highway. Make sense? Okay. But I want you to understand, you know, some of you, you still got poor thoughts. You got to dig deeper. See, this is why people have no apathy when I speak. You're either going to love me or fucking hate me. This is how it is. Because I'm going to speak to the deepest part of you. When you think that you got to figure it out, you're like, damn, I don't. You don't. You know, because it's very easy for us to justify our thoughts of poverty or things that we don't want to do. You know, I'm like, ah, well, I mean, I could get a first class ticket, but, you know, I'm going to use this money for something else. See what you're doing. You always fall back into that poverty mindset. We all do it. You know, anything we got to pay for. Oh, I'm not paying $1,000 for Gucci or a Gucci belt. I'm not paying $2,000 for some Gucci shoe. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. You ever said that? I'm not doing it. Why? Why is the big deal? Because of the price. See, rich and successful people, they make money. They just create it, man. They don't really think too much about what the cost is. They like it. They just get it because they know how to make money. The poor and average people, they don't know how to make money. They may get lucky and make some money, but they don't know how to make more, so they're very afraid that they're going to make mistakes with the money that they earned. But rich people, they don't think that way. They're like, eh, it's not a big deal. I want this. Okay? That's why I want to live. Yeah, I'm spending $15,000. Like, some of you would never, you can't even imagine. Like, I spend $14,000 a month on my plate. Now, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just being transparent, so... Don't 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 say, oh, you are you showing? I'm not showing off. It is what it is. It's my life, all right? I pay $14,000 a month. I've been paying it for two years, right? Here. Should I pay $20,000 a month in Miami? So many of you can't even imagine that, right? You're like, what? And you know what some of you are going to say? Well, why wouldn't you get a house? Why don't you just get a house? Who spends 14000 on a rental? Do you think that's smart? Like it's somebody right now that thinks that way and they think they're legitimately right by thinking that way, right? I would get this. I would get a house. I would, I would. <laughs> Listen, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Your life is your life. My life is mine. I can do what I want to do. It's my money. I could do what it's my money and my time. And what you believe and what you think about what I do or what anybody else do, what, what they have, it's none of your business. But if you think about it, if you go deeper, a person that speaks that way about other people that do things like that, that is just outside of the ordinary, they're just bitter and resentful. It's a part of them that wish that they could justify and pay $14,000 a month. Who cares, right? $14,000 a month to me could be, I mean, to you, it could be $140 to me. Does that make sense? Could be just $140 bucks for me. 
14,000? Come on. I mean, I mean at one time, 14,000 was a lot of money to me. At one time, I would never spend $14,000 on up. Now, I'll tell you a story. So I remember going way back when I was paying $700 a month for an apartment. Now, listen, at that time, I thought that was a lot of money. I said, man, I'm paying $700. My God. Woo. Okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. 700 bucks. Okay, great. And I remember what I would do. I would strategically force myself to, when I move, I would force myself to pay more. So my next apartment was like $1,400 a month. Like I would just force myself to level up. Because remember at that time, I didn't have a mentor. So I had to, I was just forcing myself. You know, I said, I'm just going to do it. Because it's going to compel me to become more serious and more committed to developing my skill. So I remember getting a place for $1,400 a month. And I was shocked. I said, oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing $1,400 a month. And that was the first time I was living in a mid-rise. I said, man, what type of people pay $1,400 a month? <laughs> and then I remember meeting a friend. This is when I was a computer engineer. I was a Citrix engineer. And I met a friend. And we all made over six figures, right? And I met a friend who was in my department. And I went to his house, his apartment. And I said, man, how much you pay here? Because, you know, when we arrive, they, they pick up your groceries and take them upstairs. I'm like, oh, man, you got valet? You got valet? Who has, were they valet now? I didn't know they had, they valeted an apartment complexes? Like, I was just shocked, you know, because I've never seen that, right? They didn't valet my car. I was parking my car. I didn't know you could get valet at, a, at an apartment complex. So I remember going to his house, and he told me he's paying $3,000 a month. Let me tell you something. When I heard that, I said, are you crazy? In my mind. And I, and I thought to myself, I said, every month? Like, every month you're paying $3,000. He said, yeah. How long have you been paying this, man? <laughs> Three years. I swear to God I said this. I mean, let me tell you something. I could not believe a person was spending out. In my mind, I was like, man, this is a waste of money. I was just like you. I was like, why is this person spending three grand a month every month for three years? I mean, that's a ton of money, $36,000 a year, man. Would you, what, 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 what? He said, man, what do you mean? Look at it, it's lovely. We have concierge here. We have a valet that bring up your groceries here. They bring up your packages. You have an amenity area here. Look at my place here. It's beautiful. It's secure. It's protected. Come on. It's a deal. That's what he told me. And I'll never forget that day. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, and, th and I'm not rich. I'm just a computer engineer, right? And I'm like, huh. And see, this is when I realized that I had to get around other people. I did. Because, see, I know people right now that pay 30 grand a month on a rental, you know, just renting on a, a penthouse, you know. I know people that pay $40,000 a month, $50,000 a month for a house. For their, I mean, I just, I know people that pay this amount of money. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's like, okay, it's just like, it's just life. And when I had that experience, so I just kept leveling up. So my next place 
was like, I think, 5,000 a month. Five Gs. I moved up to a high rise. I was on the 12th floor. Then I moved up to the 28th floor. Five Gs. $6,000 a month. I was paying. Six Gs. Couldn't believe it. I said, oh my God, am I paying $6,000? Jesus Christ. 6000 Yeah. Then I went to Miami and got a place for $20,000. I was in there for a year. Then I came here and I'm paying fifteen, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000 a month. The reason why it became very normal because, well, I knew people that were doing it. I got exposed to people who were doing it and it wasn't a big fuss. See, when I, if I would talk to my parents and pay, I'm paying 50, they, they'll just have a fit. I mean, now, obviously, they just, they're used to, they're very, you know, they, they're very accustomed to me being rich now, so it's not a big deal. But I, I remember when I first told my parents how much money I'm paying. You're like, what? You're paying that much? 15000 What? Every month? Right? <laughs> so my mom talks. She gets real low. She's like, 15000 Wes. Oh, my God. Wes. That's how my mom talks. I love it a life. Right? <laughs> Right, so, and this is why it's so important for you to separate from a lot of people, like friends, and especially friends that you're doing extremely better than, because they're going to resent you. They will. You'll see. They're going to be very envious of you. Right? And some friends might say, well, why are you paying them? Why are you doing that? You should, why are you buying, why are you spending like I, I, just, I bought a McLaren right a couple of months ago, and my car note is five thousand a month. Like my car note is more than almost everybody's rent that's on this car right now. My payment every month five thousand, five thousand, five thousand, five thousand. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> the car was like five hundred thousand dollars, I think. Like it's five thousand a month. It is what, you know. And, you know, you you think you can tell your regular friend that? You tell your, your old friend? Oh, how much you pay per month? 5000 5, Are you crazy? That's two houses. <laughs> Who got a friend like that? That's two houses, Wesley. That's three homes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? Listen, if you want to be a 100% individual, you have to remove yourself from 40% thinking. Because that 40% thinking is going to pervade your mind. It's going to be there, man. Trust me. Deep inside you, it's just like we all have a poor person in all of us. We really do. Even I, it's, still, it's somewhere in this. We all have this poor person inside of us, especially if you grew up poor or not having as much money or many resources, right? It's there. You always had a tendency to justify why you are where you are in life. Okay? But you got to be aware of that. Okay? And if you're not able to take yourself out of your comfort zone, you got to get around people who are out of their comfort zone. That's going to allow you to automatically leave your comfort zone. 
Okay, any questions for me? Hey, did you get any value here tonight? Comment below. I know you got value. I, I'm sure you got value here tonight. It was an eye-opener for a lot of you, huh? Okay? Your 100% is not enough. Your 100% is not shit. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just not. It's just not enough, man. It's not. Okay? I mean, the work ethic to master the skill in whatever area, whatever niche that you're currently in is, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Okay? Especially if you didn't grow up that way. It's a lot of long nights. A lot of lonely nights. Okay? A lot. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be pissed, irritated. You're going to want to stop. You're going to want to give up. I mean, you're definitely going to be on this emotional roller coaster. But so what? And let me tell you something about success. Even when you reach any any level of success... Pain, problems, they're here to stay, by the way. Just like weeds. Weeds are here to stay, baby. I don't care if you try to grow and plant roses in your garden and you're doing your best to make sure the weeds don't show up, they coming. It's inevitable. It's a part of the process, the law. Okay? Questions for me here. How many of you absolutely love these rants? Be honest. Comment below, please. I share this. How many of you just absolutely love these rants? How many of you absolutely are going to apply and you can feel that you're experiencing a breakthrough by listening to these rants over and over again? How many of you can just feel that you're getting a breakthrough, right? You know, I share with people, if you want to progress more, expect more. Expect more, you know, just you want to be progressive in life, expect more from it. You know, my expectations now, I need a jet. I, just, I need a jet, not want, need, must have. Because I don't want to be in lines. I don't want to be, yeah, I'm TSA pre-check, so what? Yeah, I'm first class, so what? I want to just roll up to the airport. When I when I want to, I want to get on the airplane with the people that I select to be on that plane. I want to have the food that I want to eat on that plane, and I want to do what I want to do. I want to lay down, sleep, make love if I want to on that plane. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, hundred percent. I want it to be quiet. I want to hear any crying babies on that plane at all. I want peace. Okay. That's my expectation. What's next here? Hey, Wesley, thanks for the rants. Can you explain your reason for renting the apartments that are buying? Is it because you want the freedom to go and stay anywhere you want? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I have to buy this. Why would I have, why do I need to buy the place? The thing is, when you buy, I mean, obviously, you're going to be stuck. I'm a nomad. I move around. I may move tomorrow. You never know. I may move tomorrow for no reason because I want to. All right? 
I'm not in the phase of my life to own my own personal house. I own homes. I have about 10 homes that I own, but they just rental properties. But um, as far as my private, no, I'm not ready yet. Maybe when I'm 55, 60. I'm in my prime right now. Okay. I'm living my best life. And have you not seen the view? Come on now. And why would I purchase the penthouse when I maybe I want to live or move to a different penthouse? You never know. Like I said, I'm in my best, I'm in the best time of my life. In about five years, I have another baby, right? Some lucky woman will have my child. And then maybe I'll buy a house then when I'm 50. I don't know. <laughs> Too young right now, man. Too young. I'm enjoying myself. And I'm still going to enjoy myself even when I'm 50 and 60 and 70 years old. But I might be in the house by then because I'm going to have more people around me. I'm going to have, you know, I'm planning to have four more kids in the next 20 years. Yeah, four. Four girls. Some woman's going to have my children. Somebody. I don't know. One of them. <sighs> my testosterone is potent. I mean, I can make babies quickly. <laughs> My life is already planned. I've already planned it out, honestly. Can you elaborate when Tony Robbins says to have higher standards for yourself? Yeah, when you say have higher standards for yourself, it's exactly what I was just talking about, that it's okay to fly first class. It's okay to stay in a five-star hotel. It's okay to spend 5000 a night. When I go to Dubai, even with my children, me and my children last summer went to Kenya. We went to Dubai for a day. We spent $5,000 on a hotel for one night. Because when we flew in, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. Or 2 o'clock, I remember one time. Stayed in the hotel. Right? $5,000, you know, for one night, just for a layover. Got up in the morning, ate breakfast at the Dubai Hotel, at the Burj. It's the seven-star hotel in Dubai. It's gorgeous. It's the only hotel I stay at when I'm in Dubai. Then we flew to Kenya. And we flew first class. I mean, my children flew first class. Very expensive. But listen, what I'm saying is that's higher standards. See, higher standards to me, if you want to interpret the word, it means to be comfortable. Like I'm not sacrificing and working my ass off to be uncomfortable. Right? No, I do all this to be comfortable. I'm paying for to be comfortable. Makes sense? That's it. Can I clean my own house? Of course I can. Do I want to? No, I do not. Absolutely not. You know, all the people that say, oh, it's therapeutic to clean houses. I'm like, that's your therapy? Sheesh. What kind of therapy is that? I mean, I don't know, but no, I don't want to clean my own house. For what? Right? That's higher standards. Higher standards means I, why do you think I look so young? Because I don't do things that I don't want to do in life. Many people look old, especially in the face. You ever seen people in their face that look old? You know, their faces look so old. Because they're doing things that are a natural resistance to what they want to do. They just don't want to do this stuff. But they feel that they have to do it. I got to go to work. I got to go iron my clothes. I got to go wash my clothes. I got to clean the house. I got to cook. This is just a natural resistance. Right? Which will age you creates more cortisol, stress hormone in the body. I look young because I don't do what I don't want to do. 
Look, tomorrow morning, I can wake up when I, I can wake up at 10, 9, 11, 12 o'clock, then go to the gym. Doesn't matter. There's nothing. I, I'm not obligated to do anything tomorrow. I'm not obligated to do anything on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The only thing I'm obligated to do is make money. <laughs> and I'm going to do that. That's it. And talk to you, of course. Other than that, I do what I want to do. It's freedom. Okay? <laughs> Somebody say, you're young because you get facials, massages. Nah. Maybe, but I mean, I'm black too, so you know black don't crack. But yeah, I'm just, I'm living a good life. Happier people look better, by the way. You know, people, people that are happy people, they just have this glow. They just have this shine, man. I can't explain it to you. They just got the glow, man. And I got the glow. Because I'm just very happy with my life. Why do human beings appear in deterrent? perspective is it because we are of same image but different offsprings appear in deterrent what do you mean deterrent perspective you need to explain yourself on that what is the secret to get rich no secret that's the secret what kind of love is best preferred with human beings what kind of love is preferred best? What do you mean? Not, understand, not understanding your question here. What kind of love you're talking about? Uh, next question for me. Talk to me. Weston, I feel love taking over me. What do you mean by that? Are you in love? You find you a man of your dreams, Mr. Mark? Who are you loving right now? What's next? So to become comfortable in life, we have to get out of our comfort zone, correct? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. To be comfortable, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Okay? Because eventually, what is uncomfortable will be comfortable. You get it? How much do you spend on your trips? 50000 or more? Yeah, probably. It depends. Like with the kids, it's always expensive. Because we typically fly, you know, we all fly first class. We get very nice hotels. And I got to feed these people. Got to feed these little kids. When we went to Kenya, I spent over $1,000 on these artifacts. But they're beautiful, by the way. Um, maybe one day I'll show you. And then I had to buy the kids stuff, right? They wanted stuff from the African villages. I do suggest... If you ever get an opportunity to go to Kenya, go. And go to Masi Mari. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's one of the most famous sought-out safaris in the world. And let me tell you something. That is on my top three lists. Like going to that safari and seeing animals in their habitat was, it was, you know, you see it on TV. Like on that geo. <laughs> but to see it, and to fill it, like, let me tell you how it works. So we flew to Kenya. We stayed at the Kempinski Hotel. It's the only five-star hotel there. It's real nice. It's cool. And the next morning, we chartered a, uh, I, 
not we, because my children, uh, they didn't pay me any money on that. <laughs> I chartered a jet to go to the safari. That's the only way you can get there. You have to charter a jet. And the jet lands in the safari, by the way, on a dirt road. You land, it's no, it's a village out there. I mean, it's really fascinating, you know. You land, and let me tell you something. You know, when you think about a safari or a jungle, yeah, Masimari, you think that it's like going to be loud. It's very quiet. Even though you have like millions of animals out there, all type of species, it's the quietest place I've ever been in my life, okay? It is the quietest place, listen to me, that I've ever been in my life. Quiet. Which is kind of scary, by the way. So we got into, we met this man. He, it, the population is less than 100 people. And you have people that live out there. You have people that live there, right? And they're like village people. They have a name. I forgot the name. And it, we got into the truck and we had to drive through the, the safari, man. We have to drive and, you know, we saw all these different animals. And it's just it's just like what you see on TV, honestly. You know, dirt roads everywhere. And you get to the campsites and we ate breakfast there. And then it was time for us to go out and, you know, drive through the safari. And it was fascinating, man. Uh, you know, I saw elephants in his own, had zebras and wildebeest and porcupine. I mean, it was just very fascinating. I saw, we saw um, lions eating what we saw the dead cork carcass. I mean, it was insane. Saw a cheetah, like up close to it. But the most fascinating thing that we saw, um, the most fascinating thing that we saw was a lion kill a wildebeest. And let me tell you something. You know, when you see lions on TV and in the zoo, <laughs> you know, these things are powerful and they are huge and they are massive lions. And they are faster than, let me tell you something. When I, this lion, they were just chilling, right? The lion was just hanging out with the, you know, the female lioness under the tree. And the guy took his thing and said, man, I think we're going to see a kill because the wildebeest were coming. You know, the wildebeest, they run in packs. Just like you see on TV. It's exactly like that in real life. And when those wildebeest came, man, when I say that that lion within seconds, was on that wildebeest. I mean, it was on that, it grabbed the wildebeest, brought it down to the bottom of this ditch and just tore this man, I mean, this man, this animal's neck off. We saw this. I mean, with my own eye. I was like, woo! I mean, you can't imagine being killed by a lion. <laughs> That must be the most horrible way to live, to, to die, man. And it, it just, to see it happen right in front of you was insane. And that line was fast. When I say that thing was like seconds, seconds on that wildebeest. And poor wildebeest, man, he died that day. 
But this is what I'm talking about, man. You know, that trip was definitely $60,000. I don't know. But the experience was worth it. Like, who? you have to get to the point that you're not caring too much about money, about, like, yeah, you care about money, but don't, like, don't put so much emotional attention to the money. Like, if you need money, learn how to make it. Learn how to make more money than you can spend. If that's a skill that you need to learn, learn it. Because it's a true skill. You can learn how to make money and print it. Okay? Can. Then, once you learn how to do that, you'll never be worried about it. You just, you spend it as you please. Does that make sense? And many of you, that's where you are right now. Still learning. How to make money. Some of you are learning how to be disciplined. Some of you are learning how to repudiate the pleasures of the world. You know, you're learning how to groom yourself. You're learning how to raise your standards for yourself. Some of you need to stop hanging around certain people. Some of you need to be out of certain toxic relationships. Four. Some of you men are in toxic relationships with women. You know what women, you know what's so funny? Women are the deciding factor of most, are the initiator of majority of divorces. Did you know that? That women typically initiate breakups and divorces, not men. Isn't that crazy? And I think to myself, I've initiated every breakup. Well, it's not like I was in a relationship, but but I've initiated almost every breakup with a woman. Because it's just, I mean, it's, it's tough because you love them, you care about them, but certain things that need to happen. But a lot of you weak, weaker men, you can't even do it, even though you know you need to do it. So many men like this, by the way, because they allow the vagina to control them, man. You know, this just controls them. It doesn't control me, not at all. I can let you go. And you need to learn how to be that way, man. All right. Like, how are you going to be able to create and control your destiny if you're attached to a woman that is not equally yoked, not aligned with you? You're wasting time. You're wasting so much time. You won't realize until you're 40 and 50 years old. You're like, man, I wasted a lot of time. You did. And most of you men are wasting time. Okay? See, look at this. See, women? See see the women comments below here? I'm telling you, almost every woman on here, women, how many of you have broke up with your man or left your man? Are you initiated divorce? You initiated the dissolution of marriage, the norm, whatever. Almost all of them. Men typically don't do this. Okay? Many more questions for me here. Do you know any books that teach in-depth teachability index or training balance scale that give real-life examples? Uh, just listen to Your Wish is Your Command. Listen to that by Kevin Trudeau. It's not a book. It's audio on YouTube. And I don't know how deeper you need to be. I know you guys like examples. That's why 
I do my best to try to give you guys analogies and metaphors and examples so you can really understand it, right? But the teachability to end this is not too hard to understand that. I mean, it's just your willingness to learn, your willingness to accept change. And many of you, you just don't have the willingness to learn yet, and it's based off your actions, right? So stop asking yourself, well, why am I not taking action? Why am I not motivated? No, you ask yourself, how can I become a more disciplined individual? What do I need to do? Ask yourself better questions, then you'll take better actions, okay? Wes, I did what you said to do yesterday. I went to the bank, got some cash, and they're all over my house. Good job, Pashal. I'm glad you did that. Uh, people overlooking being celibate for sure. Saint ain't even all that anymore. People got, to, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. People got too much bad energy and I don't even want that. Ain't, first of all, ain't is not a word, Devin. Okay. You need to work on your communication skills. And I mean that out of love. What's next? Uh, any more questions for me before I let you guys go? Did you get value here tonight? I'm most excited to do. What was your first tour out of the country? Um, <clears throat> um let me see. Okay. Dubai, Afghanistan. When the war broke out, I went to Afghanistan as a contractor. So, yeah, Dubai was my first, you know, actual real international. Not, I don't count Mexico and Jamaica. Come on now. But Dubai was my first destination outside the country. That was actually worthy of speaking about. Thank you so much. What should I do next? I'm learning Forex training. Almost ready to go live. Go live. On my 6th or 7th, listen, well, man, you got to listen more than that. Listen to it a thousand times. What are signs of a great communicator? Very simple. A great communicator is a person that speaks clearly a person that can articulate themselves which means they can explain themselves in a way that people understand and really get what they're trying to share with them a great communicator they know how to pronounce their words and enunciate syllables right a great communicator as a person that speaks with intention, right? He's, RC is just not speaking just to, just to talk. Speaking with intention, every word, every phrase, intentionally. A great communicator, when they speak, they speak with certainty, truism, as if this is Bible, like this is what it is, right? They speak with certainty. The more certainty and conviction behind your words, people believe you. They will believe you 100%. And they won't do research. But the more passionate and the more conviction that you add behind your words, 
people will automatically believe you. So those are signs of a great communicator. I'll give you a few attributes there. What book would teach you teach us how to communicate better? No, well, you need to listen to people. You don't need necessarily read a book. You need to listen to great communicators like myself. Listen to me over and over again, and one day you will find yourself speaking the way that I do. Okay, so listen to people that speak well. Not just me; it's many. Please go to YouTube, right? And listen to great communicators. And stop listening to people who don't communicate well. So you'll stop using the word ain't. And stop abbreviating the word because with BC. Stop, stop doing that. What's the one thing you want to be remembered by when you're dead? Well, first of all, you is spelled while you. What do I want to be remembered? Um, well, people will remember me because of the impact that I'm making and that I will make on the world. What that means is even after I'm dead, people will listen to my content, okay? They will listen to my content as an avenue or as a roadmap to understanding the mind, which I believe I do a tremendous job of explaining it to regular people, just to average people, you know. <clears throat> so people, when I'm dead, people will say, man, Wesley Virgin, that was one passionate man. That man was smart, he was intellectual, he was great, he was honest, he was consistent, and he changed my life. So I'll be remembered for a lot of things. I'll be remembered for my compassion, my consistency, my perseverance, the business that I've created, the legacy that I've created for my family, and the things that I've done for people that I would never meet. You know, sometimes I don't realize how many people I have impacted, you know. I just look at the Internet sometimes and just see what people say about me. The positive stuff, of course. And people that I don't even know, not even in this country, say, Wesley, you changed my life. You helped me so much with this issue. And just, it's, it's just it's humbling. And to think about that, it's going to be that way for. Even years after I'm dead, people will listen to my information. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing, right, to be that type of person that can share this type of esoteric information to the world in a way that people utilize it and actually get results from it. Because it's my whole purpose, for you, get, for you to get results from it. Okay. I just used your speak slower and pause advice from the other night and it worked really well. Yeah, Kiki Ocean, I told you. I was teaching my son that um, tonight. I, I said, son, and I'll teach you the same thing I taught him. 
to be very persuasive with people. Okay? This is one of my methods. Learn how to speak slow, concise, and pause. And let me tell you why it's important to pause. Because you might be thinking, well, why do I need to pause? Because no one pauses. Everybody speaks quickly. And then people, they tend to um, overlap their words when they speak. So you can't understand them. The reason why the pause is so powerful. See, I just did it. It's powerful because of a few things. One, when you pause, it gives the other person time to process what you said. When you talk too quickly, the brain, which you have to understand about the brain, it's slow in understanding information. It's not like quick. Right of understanding, like it can have a lot of thoughts, and you'll just be rambling words, but the brain, as far as understanding, interpreting, and really digesting the information, if you're talking too quickly, it won't get it. Okay, it'll just glaze over it. But if when you pause to say, "Hey, listen to me," what we're going to talk about tonight. It's going to be extraordinary. See, I'm giving your brain to process the words that I'm saying. And when you do that, another benefit too, it naturally puts people in a more malleable state of mind. A hypnotic state of mind. A suggestible state of mind. Which means if I wanted to, I could embed suggestions. I could say certain things such as, you're successful. You're great. You're powerful. This is your time. Right? I can do that. I can just suggest things. You will buy my courses now. Right? I can suggest anything when you're in this state of mind. Okay? So, when you pause like that and take your time, you're more impactful to the individual. You're very powerful around them. And they will absorb it all. And this works very well with women. I tell all men this, men, this is very powerful with women. Like if you want a woman to be fascinated around you, pause when you speak. I give examples. Say if you see a woman for the first time, want to talk to her, say, excuse me, how are you? I just wanted to say that you have two of the most beautiful eyes. See what I did? She's in a trance, man, in seconds. All because you pause. Not, hey, how you doing? Oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, wow, you look gorgeous. Are you beautiful? I mean, that's nothing. But if you pause... Because what happens is, if you want to go deeper into the psyche, it builds this suspense, this expectation of what is he going to say? 
What's next? And the great thing about pauses, man, you can pause for a long time. See, I just did it. <laughs> right? It's very powerful. And the longer you pause, the more impactful the words become with the other person. See, I just did it. You see how many pauses I did? So I did like three seconds. Yeah, anticipation. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, you start to anticipate what's next. Right? It's like when you think that you're going to watch a good movie. So you're anticipating what's, what it's going to be like. That's how people are. And they go through this. They naturally go through this thinking pattern. So, you know, the pauses can be three seconds, four seconds. And another benefit of pausing it gives you time to think about what you want to say next. Right? When you're talking too fast. You know, if you're not a, just an, an astounding orator, then you're going to find yourself jumping from subject to subject. But when you pause, take your time, gives you time to think, and you give the other people time to process. Yeah, and listen, like... I wasn't always like this. I had to learn to do this because initially I thought that if I would pause too long, people would look at me crazy, but they won't. They'll just look at you. Anticipating the next words. It's powerful. You could tell a woman, say, hey, come here. Look at me. I miss you. Oh, Powerful. <laughs> because she's just sitting there, right? So you, you can wait five seconds. Look at me. I miss you. I mean, it's, it's powerful. I mean, you have no, like, and women, it works on men too, by the way. You know, some women know how to do this very well. Not many. Not many. Some women are very seductive type women, so they know how to use their language in certain ways. <laughs> And some men do it naturally. Some men do it consciously. Okay? The men that do it consciously, they're the most dangerous men because they know exactly what they're doing. Right? Um, any more questions for me here? Can you help me get clear and find clarity in life? Listen to this podcast again, my guy. What are the source of your income currently? Can you talk about how much Genius Group made you millions? Um, yeah, Princess Diana. Uh, oh, Wes, how do I enter the flow state? So to define the flow state is when you're very calm and things tend to happen exactly how you want them to happen. And you're not forcing anything in life. And to be in that state of mind is very easy. I recommend meditation, mindfulness, just meditate. Because to be in flow state, you want to be what is called in pure consciousness. Where you take a deep breath. Exhale. Again. Again. Right? So now I'm in 
flow state. Because I'm not thinking about the past nor the future. I'm in the present moment, right? And things just come naturally to me. Now, it, does, it takes practice. Like Kobe Bryant, he talked about this when he was in the flow state. He's very comfortable. Like Steph Curry's like this as well. But they're like this because of mindfulness, meditation, and practice, of course. The more you do a thing and you do a thing along with meditation, you begin to perform even when you're in chaos. That's why basketball players can play very well even though they have people screaming, the audience talking about them, berating them, whatever. But they're in the zone, right? It's a true, it's the flow state. It's when you learn how to perform in chaos. It's like you hear it, but you don't hear it. Does that make sense? So it takes practice, you know, meditation. I do recommend that for sure. What other great books you recommend reading, like Civil Mind Control, anything similar, which are a must-read like that? Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself. For sure. When is the best time to meditate? Morning or evening? Wes, you should be in the Black Hall Influence Hall of Fame. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Well, maybe if you recommend me to be there, I will get there for sure. Huh? All right, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. Hey, did you get value here? Comment below if you got value. And listen, you can always buy my course if you want to. You don't have to buy my course. But if you choose to buy my course, I'll be very ecstatic because you're going to buy a course that's actually going to help you. You see what I just did there? I just want to teach you guys as I do things on you, as I introduce things I want to teach you. How many times did I say buy my course? Like five times. I said if you choose to buy my course, you can buy my course. But if you don't want to buy my course, it's okay if you don't choose to buy my course. But many people that buy my course, they get results. That's called an embedded suggestion, by the way. Like even if you don't buy my course, it's going to be 20% of you that will buy the course because it's a great course. It's helping a lot of people. It's called the Genius Group. How to Manifest now.com and as a matter of fact if you want to learn more about what i just did to you that allow you to buy my course it's in the course see what i did there like embedded suggestions are very powerful you might say oh i ain't gonna buy your course i'll never buy your course and i said that's okay it's not for you to buy my course it's for somebody else to buy the course makes sense but people don't realize how powerful just suggestions are and the people that think that suggestions don't work on them they do they work on everybody, even me. Because it's just outside your awareness, man. You just don't. It happens too. It's too quick. It's too fast. I mean, I did this with my brother one time. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you what I did with my brother. So, <clears throat> I think I told him later what I did to him. So, this is when my brother wanted to start his own business. This is when I first became a millionaire. And obviously, he wanted to be one too. And I said, Chris, his name's Chris. I said, Chris, you need to go ahead and register your domain. Christopher Virgin or ChrisVirgin.com. Right? Because you're going to become more significant on the planet. And you want to make sure you secure the domain. And he was like, nah, nah, I don't need to do that now. I'm focused on other things. I don't need to do that. I said, Chris, I understand what you're saying, but you might want to go ahead and register ChrisVirgin.com. I mean, you don't have to register chrisvirgin.com. 
But if you do register ChrisVirgin.com, you're going to find that you made a great decision. See how I just did that? Uh, a month later, he registered the domain. <laughs> and I told him what I did to him. Because it was against it. But suggestions are very powerful. And the more you repeat it. And you have to learn how to. This is more advanced stuff. It is in my course, by the way. If you ever want to learn, I have something that's called persuasion. Um, it's very powerful. This is some powerful stuff, okay? You want to learn. It works every, almost all the time, okay? It really does. And the more you repeat it, it's just how you repeat it, if that makes sense. You see, it's like I said, Chris, you're right. You don't have to register chrisvirgin.com. See, you don't have to register chrisvirgin.com. And what you do is you change your tonality. Like, Chris, you don't have to register chrisvirgin.com. But, Chris, if you do decide to register chrisvirgin.com, you'll find that you made a great decision, man. Because once you start being very significant on the planet, registering chrisvirgin.com is going to benefit you. See, I did that. It's powerful, man. This is some powerful stuff. I mean, listen, this is why my ads do so well. You know, this is why my copy does well. And this is why I can keep you engaged for two hours on the rant. 61 people here. Right? It's all skill. It's all skill. It's nothing accidental what I do, you know. But I've mastered this stuff over years and years of practice and repetition. I'm still learning. But if you want to learn this, if you choose to buy my course, buy it. But if you don't want to buy the course, I'm not forcing you to buy my course. Like you may be thinking to yourself, I'm not going to buy your course, Wes. But if you choose to buy my course, it's available. HowToManifestNow.com. And it's the Genius Group course. And many people have decided to buy my course. So if that's what you want to do, go ahead and buy my course. I love you so much. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Let's go.